Hello guys, welcome, welcome this week to the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast. I'm yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahogany, and guess what? I got some more food for you. Welcome back to the table. Let's feast. Alright guys, I'm not even going to joke around. I'm going to get straight to it. Are you an experience or are you entertainment? A lot of times we have people in our lives that just entertain us. Because we may be bored, we may not know what to do, we may not cope with life a little bit, so we get a little bored. And it's and it's only natural because we get bored and stuff like that. So we uh, invite these people to take up space just to entertain us. But also, there's people in our lives that are experiences. Just based on the words they say, based on the things that they've been through, based on a lot of stuff. And they motivate us. They motivate us to propel to the next level, to get to our, the pinnacle of what we're trying to reach. And um, those are the people that I think we need to seek after. So if you have entertainers in your life. Now, entertainers are can't, don't always have to be bad. But I'm talking about the entertainers that, that, that are just entertaining you, but they're not entertaining you enough to get to an experience. And let me give you an example. Beyonce, and this is my own personal opinion. Beyonce started out as an entertainer. She started out as an entertainer. She was entertaining people. Until she really started to learn her craft. Now, granted, she's been doing it since she was a little girl. So she had, she had sweat equity in the game ever since she was little. In her prime of her adolescence. But all that time, she was an entertainer. But the more and more she started to own who she was as a person. And she really started to tap into who she was. She became an experience. And this is why I used her as an example. I would say, hypothetically speaking, right now, if Beyonce went on tour, right now, and she put the ticket sales on her website, they would sell out in five minutes. Why? Because she's an experience. It doesn't even matter if you have nosebleeds to where she's about to go to, to where she is, where she's performing. It doesn't even matter. She She's so much of an experience, people willing to sit in the nosebleeds just to see her. Because people just want to say that they were there. People just want to say that they were there. Because she's an experience. She's no longer an entertainer. Do you have entertainers in your life? And if you do have an entertainer in your life, do you have an entertainer that's working towards becoming an experience? Or do you just have entertainers? They ain't working towards nothing. They ain't got no goals. They just there to occupy time because you bored. They just there to accompany you because you bored. You invited them out for drinks to, to, to accompany you because you bored and you want to. You don't want to watch the game alone. You don't want to do things alone. Your ladies, you invited these girls out to, to go get your, their nails done with you and stuff like that. But they ain't, but the only thing that they got to come to the bring to the table is drama. The only thing they got is drama. They ain't got nothing to, to, to basically get you to the next level of what you're trying to be in your life. They just drama. Now don't get me now get me now don't get me wrong now. It's a little it's a, a drama is entertaining. It's entertaining. But what what but what level of entertainment is it providing for you? Is it providing a level of entertainment where you condescend on another person and you want to hear about other people's lack thereof all because that's entertainment for you? But you're not doing nothing with your life, but you just want to hear about other people's deficiencies? Is, there, is it that level of entertainment? Because if it's that level of entertainment, you got a problem, miss. Sir, are you inviting 
to my men out there, to my fellas, are you inviting these dudes over to your house? Are you all going out to bars and having a few drinks and stuff like that? And y'all talking back down about other people, talking down about your situation and how you want to get to the next level and this, that, and the third. And y'all just basically lollygagging, but y'all ain't doing nothing to get there. And y'all, and all the while, while y'all talking about these things, y'all having a few drinks, throwing them back, watching LeBron James do his thing on the Lakers, and y'all ain't doing nothing. And then when y'all leave from each other, y'all go back to y'all regular lifestyle and ain't doing nothing to prepare yourselves to get to the next level. Heck, you could do all that by yourself. So basically, you invited somebody to entertain you that is that is not working towards becoming an experience. If you invite entertainers next to you to accompany your space, make sure that they are they have the foresight to become an, uh, an experience. Make sure they want to become an experience and not and don't and don't stay entertainment. Because if they stay entertainment, then what does that say about you? Because you are the people that you are around. Don't allow them to accompany space. That's not going to be that's not going to be beneficial towards you. And let me give you another example of an experience versus entertainment. And this may be for my young listeners. Well, my old listeners too, because we still like to play video games and stuff too. Now, I heard that the new PS5 is coming out next year, 2020, Christmas time 2020. And I have a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to new video game systems. I have a bad taste in my mouth. Now, January 20, I'm going to take you back on a, I'm a flashback in hindsight. January 21st, 2002, I had got the Xbox, the, 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 the brand new Xbox, the, the very first Xbox. The Xbox came out um, in 2001, Christmas time, I think around November 2001. I wasn't able to get it in 2001. My mama didn't have enough money to get it for me. But my mama had came into some money on January 21st, 2002. And she had made a promise to me that she was going to get me the new video game system. So she held on to that promise. So when she got her money, she took me to Walmart. The Walmart that I eventually at, I always find humor in this. She took me to the Walmart that I started working at about 15 years later. <laughs> I was going through a transitional phase in my life right now. You know what I'm saying? In my, in my life at the time or whatever like that. So I always find that a little funny. But anyways, she took me to Walmart to get me the Xbox. It was, the Xbox at that time was $300. And back in 2001, that was a lot of money. I know $300 may not mean a may not be a lot of money these days because there's so many different ways to make income. We have social media, we got Uber, we got Lyft, we got all these different type of avenues to make money. But $300 was a lot of money back then because this technology, this was before technology. This was before the whole it was pre-technology and stuff like that. So it it wasn't really a lot of it was outside of a 9 to 5 and doing things outside the law pretty much. Uh, you had uh, a degree in something and you made a lot of money. There was really no other avenues to make money uh, fast. So my mama took me to go get the Xbox. So I started noticing a couple of kinks that was going on with the Xbox. Now, granted, I've never had an Xbox before. I never had a brand new game video game system. But I noticed that um, a lot of it was a lot of things that needed to be worked out within this new video game system that I had just got. And it was uh, operating a lot differently than I uh, than my Super Nintendo, than my Sega. I was very spoiled. I was bougie in poverty. And my mother made sure that I wasn't confined to my address. 
she she made sure that she made sure that me and my sisters had the best of the best and i appreciate her for it because it made me the man that i am today it made me appreciate a lot more things i wasn't spoiled with 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 with, with the intent to look down on other people i was spoiled that uh, in a way that it humbled me so i appreciate her for that but i noticed that my xbox didn't work as efficiently as my sega genesis as my super nintendo that i had already but due to the fact that i wanted to i wanted that xbox so bad i wanted it i was I, I was willing to look past the kinks and i was willing to work it out i didn't want to take it back or anything like that but the first batch of the the video game system that initially dropped they all had problems with it they all had problems with it so at that point it was just entertainment it was just entertainment and then when new video game systems drop first they don't even have a whole bunch of games to go with it so you don't even have you can't even enjoy the experience of actually having that, that video game system because it doesn't even have a lot of games to choose from because they they're only to me this is my own opinion they're, they're focused on um on um promoting the actual system itself so they don't have a lot of games that basically coincides with the video game system so you can experience the system in its entirety so basically they want to know how the video game system is and how it operates on a long, on its own and they want you the fans the consumers to figure it out and you let them know write them in a review and let them know the stuff that they need to work on but at that point, when I had my system back in 2002, I looked past a lot of this stuff. Like I was, I'm, I'm a nerd and stuff like that. So I was, I was very much in the video game system a lot more then than I am now. So I was able to notice a lot of kinks and a lot of things that didn't operate right and stuff like that. And I was comparing it to the systems that I had in the past, and it really didn't work as better as my Super Nintendo, as my Sega, as my other systems that I had. But due to the fact that it was the newest thing on the block. And I think the Nintendo GameCube at that time was the newest thing on the block as well. At that time. But I wanted the Xbox. And I was the only one in the neighborhood with an Xbox at that time. So I wanted it so bad that I was able to look past the kinks. So at that moment, that's when I realized that I was settling just to be entertained. But, and I wanted to be entertained so bad with this new video game system... I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want it to level up to becoming a real experience. I didn't want to wait out. I didn't want to wait six months past the dang on a launch of the systems that had just came out because the for that was the first batch of the systems they had. So there was a lot of kinks that needed to be worked out. There's a lot of things that the company still needed to work out. I did, I, I, I overlooked that process because I wanted to be entertained so bad. But I wasn't focused on it being an experience. I focused. I was focused on it. Be, I was focused on being entertained. I was focused on wanting to be the person on the block with the newest game system. I want. I was focused on being a person in the neighborhood that 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 only said that I'm the only one that had it, and I was at the time. So it gave me great pride. A lot of my friends wanted to come over and play. My, I wanted to come. Friends that didn't even like me. People that didn't. That put, uh, dudes that only like my sisters. That like my sisters, but they didn't want to be friends or anything like that. They wanted to be my friend in order to hide on my sisters. But they didn't really like me as a person. Friends that used to joke on me all the time. They uh, when they found out that I had an Xbox and I was the only one in the neighborhood with an Xbox, they they wanted to, they wanted to befriend me 
to play my video game system, but they really just wanted to hit on my sisters and play my video game system. But they ain't even like me. They used to joke on me in school all the time. But I was so thirsty to be entertainment. I never knew. I, I never really took the time to, to really understand or what that experience would be like if I just waited it on out. And here's the point and what I'm trying to say. If you have entertainment in your life, have entertainment that only focuses on becoming an experience later on with the foresight of becoming an experience. If they're just entertainment, they serve you no purpose. Now, they may serve you some purpose now because it, 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 it distracts you from what you got going on. But if they're not helping you, to become an experience now why are they there all right guys i'm gonna take a short break real quick and when i come back i got the poetry break for you guys thank you guys for listening hello guys welcome to the poetry portion of the podcast i like to call cafe skeleton where poets voice skeletons on a microphone that was taking up too much space in the closet Here I have a piece for you guys this week by yours truly called Stone Sculpture. If you guys like what you hear, pay very close attention to to my social media. Sorry about that. In the near future, because I'll be uploading it in its entirety on all my platforms. Without further ado, here we go. I wonder do you even know of what ways I want to be left inside your memorabilia. I want you to think as if me and you was at an auction and every woman there is trying to claim what's already yours. You let every woman fight for a while just so you can see who your competition is. But at the end of the auction, you stand out as the highest bidder and you come up to collect your souvenir. Those are just a few ways I want to be remembered when I'm not around, so I haven't, so I haven't even got to the good parts yet. I don't want another man to even think he has a chance to stand up against Superman. <laughs> all right guys if you like if you if you like what you just heard pay very close attention to my social media i'll be uploading it in its entirety in the very near future now guys a word from my sponsor stop creating enemies being where you are why because you have plenty of them waiting on you just being who you are I come to find out that it's a lot of us, we always have, we always create these enemies, like whether it is doing, whether we create these enemies involuntarily or voluntarily, but mainly I'm speaking to the, volu- the, the, the enemies we create voluntarily, like whether you a bully, whether you someone that um, just like to pick on people because they may be smaller than you, bigger than you, whatever it is like that, you're creating enemies. I like to call that people with no foresight. You have no foresight of what your surroundings are going to be because that same enemy that you have created in that moment may grow up to be something that you may need in the future. With that being said, let me tell you a little story. Now, I got my mother's blessing to tell this part of her story. She gave me her blessing. And, you you know, like my mother's very picky about certain things that I say about her life because she still got the healing process going on from drug addiction. So. I had after a thorough conversation with my mother, I wanted to explain certain parts of her life that she felt is 
um, it's okay for me to tell because I know how some things are sensitive because she's came a long way. And you guys will find a lot more about my mother as time goes on. But it's a certain part of my mother's life where she told me when she was a little girl, she used to pick on this little girl all the time. She used to basically my mother was the bully. My mother um, was bullying this girl. Right. And she, they would always talk about, I guess she was a nerd. Uh, she had the little ponytails or whatever like that with the glasses and all this other stuff. Well, not Steve Urkel looking glasses and stuff like that. She had like actual glasses and stuff like that. So she would that my mom was um, somewhat the popular girl growing up or whatever like that in that moment. And she was picking on that little girl. She was picking on her, picking on her, picking on her, picking on her. Then fast forward to the story where my mother had grew up. My mother had hit her head on life a few times and my mother had went to jail. My mother had told me it was one in particular time where she had spent a short stint in jail. She was being patted down by a correctional officer, by an officer that was um, worked inside of the jail. So she had looked. My mother was uh, like t- had turned her head or whatever. And the woman who was patting her down, like checking for, I guess, the, the paraphernalia or anything like that, 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 that inmates get checked for when they coming in. Um, the woman had called my mother out by her name. Then my mother said she looked and she looked at it. She said her face looked very familiar. My mother didn't really remember her at, the, at that moment, but she did look familiar. You know how we always have that feeling every time we, we don't re- we know we see somebody's face and it's familiar. But we don't really remember where we exactly know them from until they until further investigation. But the woman started explaining in very great detail where my mother, where she knew my mother from. And my mother said she continued to act dumb like she didn't know her. But the only reason why she act dumb was because she was embarrassed. She was embarrassed by the position that she was currently in in that moment versus the position she used to be in when she was in school, when she was the quote unquote popular girl. And now she don't let us. Now she's in a position to where she don't made some very dumb decisions in her life. And now she's in jail. And now the woman who's patting her down or whatever like that is basically don't have a, a say so over her. But basically, she can make her life a living hell if she wanted to. I'm not you know what I'm saying? So basically, that, that humbled my mother. And my mother say ever since that moment, she started looking at people the very same. Sometimes I'm, the, I'm the different. She started to look at people different. So basically what I want you guys to get from this experience, from me telling you this short story about my mother is um, don't create enemies where you are, where you currently are. Stop voluntarily creating enemies because you're going to have those involuntary enemies that's going to come to you because of who you are. Like naturally, like you're going to have plenty. You're going to have plenty of people coming to you in, in stampedes and bundles. They're going to come to you with the buy one, get one free, the BOGO. <laughs> you get this enemy, you get another enemy for free. <laughs> they coming in BOGOs, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. Like, so, so stop just going out there doing, making the dumb decisions and trying to create enemies for yourself because it's got, you got plenty more of those enemies coming, coming for you. If you just embrace the natural talent that you may have or the talent that you are, have yet to find anything like that. Once you embrace that, you're going to create those enemies are coming for your neck. They coming for your neck. And when I say neck, I want to be very, very simple when I say this, because I know I have a lot of young listeners that listen to me as well. So I don't mean like coming for your neck. They try to do something bad to you. But what I mean is when they come for your neck, they're going to do everything in the world to throw some dang on bad energy at you. They're going to try to stop you from where it is that you're going and stuff like that. If they have a say so on it, they're going to get on your social media and put bad comments. 
They're going to say bad stuff about the way that you look. That's what I mean when I say coming for your neck. So it's not all the time. It's like it's as graphic as it sounds for my young listeners. But for my older people, y'all know exactly what, what I'm talking about. Y'all already know. Like I can speak super metaphorical, but y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying. But for my young listeners who listen to me, I want to be very simplistic with the things that I say. So, guys, just be very, very careful with what you say. And, and, and some of the things that you're doing, I know you in school, I know you probably may be feeling yourself or whatever like that. If you're the popular man or you the popular girl, you the star athlete on a football team, basketball team, soccer team, whatever sport that it is you play. Or you the, you the popular girl on the cheerleader squad or whatever it is that you do. You got the group of friends and you out there just doing your thing and everything like that. That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But the only thing that I advise for you to do, don't look down on other people because of your popularity. Because people love you and people like you. And half those people may, don't even like you, to be honest with you. But that's another conversation for another day. You know what I mean? But I know you feeling yourself. I know you smelling yourself. I know you got on the nicest, freshest kicks. I know you have on all the newest stuff that drops every time. I know you have it. I know you have it all. And even and, and not even with kids. Well, adults. I want to talk to my audience. I mean, I want to talk to my age group. I know we may be doing well in life now. We don't came a long way. I know we we don't got ourselves to the point to where it's like, oh, we got us a nice job, we got us a nice car in the driveway, we got the house, you got the you get you got everything that you asked for. Your kids are happy, your wife is happy. Speaking for my fellas, your wife is happy, your girl is happy, whatever. You're happy, you you're doing well. So you may meet somebody that's not doing as well as you are, and you look down on that individual because you feel like they need to get their behind up. And they need to work is just as hard as you, but you don't know their circumstances. So, but what that what that allows you to do is toot your nose up at them, and you feel like you're doing better than them. They shouldn't even be in your existence. They shouldn't even be in your proximity. You know what I mean? So you toot your nose up at them. This goes for my women too. You guys know how you guys do too. Same time, same 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 scenario. So guys, just be very very humble with some of the things you do because guess what? The same people that you see on your way up will be the same people that you see on your way down. Same thing. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening so far. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I got the serious joke for you today. Thank you. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another segment I like to call Time for a Serious Joke. I'm not even going to waste your time. I'm going to get straight to the joke. (laughs) Okay, guys. I'm not too proud of this moment that I'm about to discuss with you guys. But I'm going to tell it to you anyway because I'll be doing myself an injustice if I didn't tell you because that would defeat the purpose of the whole time for a serious joke, right? Right. So let me get straight to it. Now, I got my first car when I was 27 years old. First car. So that means a large majority of my 20s, I was walking, riding buses everywhere, catching rides for people, carpool for people, motherfuckers being lapped on top of each other and shit. That was my whole experience from, 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 um fucking me being born to 27 years old that was my whole car riding experience until i actually got my first car with my own name and everything no cosigner no nothing i was responsible for my car my insurance my everything so when i got my first car due to the fact that i was so used to motherfuckers not fucking giving me no uh shitting on me when they come over at family barbecues when i was used to motherfuckers everywhere i went everybody would have conversations about their cars and shit i felt like i couldn't relate because i never had a car i was hitching rides with people and all this other stuff and then I, when i got tired of hitching rides i just started using my legs as my motherfucking fuel and i started walking everywhere riding buses getting bus passes and i started turning motherfuckers down because i was embarrassed to be in those conversations to be a well to be oddly a part of those conversations because i had nothing to actually talk about so when i actually 
got my first car, I felt like I had to make a fucking statement. I couldn't just get no regular car. This was my mindset at the time. If I knew then what I know now, I would have made a better decision. But it made me who I am now, so fuck it. Anyways, I felt like I had to make a fucking statement when I got me a car. So what I did was I, I, I chose to fucking try my luck. I went to a bank that I was with, not going to disclose what the bank is because they're not cutting me no check. So anyways, not giving them no free pub. Fuck that. Anyways, I went to that bank. I was with the bank for a year and a half before I asked for anything. I wanted to put in time served. You know what I mean? Like the credibility and stuff like that, having um, automatic payment, direct deposits, um, directed to the, the, towards the account and everything like that. I wanted to have some type of good foundation to stand on before I actually asked them for anything. You know what I mean? That, I feel like that's a mistake that we constantly make. Uh, we, we, um, as soon as we get with a bank or whatever, we want to ask them for something big. And we ain't got no motherfucking foundation to ask for them for shit. So anyways, here we go. They granted my wish. Like they grant, I actually, I actually was wishfully thinking when I asked for a car loan for my bank at the time. My thin bank at the time. Um... I, I, I was wishfully thinking, I just threw a number out there, and I didn't think that they was going to do it. I, I thought they was going to say, like, nigga, you don't get your motherfucking ass out of here. Fuck out of here. Fuck wrong with you. Asking the fuss for this much motherfucking money. Anyways, I asked for 30000 They gave me thirty-five. So they asked, so they granted my wish. So they had went and printed out the check. They told me the whole process. Do you go, you pick a dealership, and um, and as long as it doesn't surpass this number that we wrote on this check for you, you can get anything you want. So I said, motherfucker, what? <laughs> you may want to run that back Motherfucker what? I can do what now? She repeated it again Of course I didn't say the motherfucker But I was saying that shit in my mind Motherfucker what? <laughs> what? You can't tell nobody like that from the hood From poverty or whatever like that And cut them a check and tell me That I can go and get anything I want As long as it doesn't surpass this limit You can't tell me nothing like that A motherfucker who's been told no for the majority part of his life Who's been hitching rides with motherfuckers For the uh, for a majority of his life you know what I'm saying? You can't tell me no shit like that and expect for me not to motherfucking run with it. So when she repeated herself, I think she kind of knew that I was going to make a dumbass decision because I asked her to repeat herself. And I tried my best to contain it, but I just couldn't do it in this moment. I felt like a fucking child at the candy store when she had gave me that check. But I contained myself as much as I could while I was in there because at the same time, I felt like it was too good to be true. Like, due to the fact I had post-traumatic stress disorder when it came to my circumstances because I've been always hitching rides and motherfuckers been shitting on me my whole fucking life leading up to that point. So I still had a lot of fucking uh, paranoia in my mind that I felt like something was going to go wrong. I didn't think that this deal was going to get finalized. So when it actually did, I went to my car dealership. I waited till I think, well, what I waited? Till? I waited the... I waited the next day. I didn't go that same day. I actually went early when I got off work because I had a good job. I had a good job at the time. Um, I, I waited the very next day before I actually went shopping. I didn't tell nobody. I caught the bus ride back home and um and, and I just went to sleep and I had like nobody. I told nobody, nobody, not a soul. I was the only one that I kept the secret to. So I went up. I got up the next day because I was off the next day. I got up the next day put my shit on i had i remember i put on this money shirt this dollar sign shirt i think i still got it it's somewhere i got put on this i had i i actually planned everything out like i put on this dollar sign shirt it had a hundred dollar bills all over it <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i was what the fuck was my problem that day but i had on this um i i wanted to resemble money that day i put on this dollar sign shirt i put on some loud green ass shoes 
loud. These motherfuckers was loud as fuck. I wanted to make a statement that day. And I put my book bag on because I didn't, like I said, I was walking and riding buses and stuff. So I didn't want to, I didn't have a car or anything at the time. So I had, I put my book bag on and I went and caught the bus to the car dealership because I had already found out the car. I already knew the car dealership I wanted to visit because I had, um, a, a friend of mine had recommended me to this car dealership because he said their customer service, their customer sa- uh, satisfaction was like Chick-fil-A. So that sold me right there. You can't tell me no shit like that. Chick-fil-A is one of my favorite restaurants. You can't tell me that a car dealership has, is the, uh, has the same customer service like a Chick-fil-A restaurant. I'm automatically sold. So anyways, I went to the restaurant. I went to the car dealership. I seen this fucking Dodge Challenger. I think it was like a 2016 or 17. I don't know. It was like a 2017 at the time. And that was the newest car at the time. It was on the showroom floor. I can't forget this shit, man. It was like I was living a dream. It was on the showroom floor. And it was like 33,000, something like that. I think it was an SRT. I don't even remember the car. I was just so mesmerized by its beauty and stuff. Candy apple red had the black tires, the black rims on it. I didn't, I, I, I didn't even want no tint on the shit. The shit looks so fucking good. I didn't even want no tint because I wanted motherfuckers to know who the fuck was pulling up. I wanted to let people know that that was my fucking shit. Like that's my name. That that's all me right there. I'm not, if, if, if motherfucker, my car was like a woman. My woman, the, the car would be a trophy. You know what I'm saying in that moment because I wanted that to be my status symbol. I wanted that to represent something. I wanted that to represent something of all the shit that I done been through. And I wanted motherfuckers to know that. You know, I wanted my haters to be mad, and I wanted motherfuckers who always counted me out to fucking count me into the conversations now. Cause now I got something to talk about. But anyways, I got the car right, and. I didn't really think that it still was going to go through and everything like that, but it actually went through and everything. And then I was riding high for fucking three months because um, they let me have a grace period of three months before I made an actual payment. Now, my car payments was through the motherfucking roof. They was through the fucking roof. Like I'm paying like six hundred dollars a month for that fucking two door car. Like I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. So anyways, the whole time I got this car, I didn't prioritize in my mind. I was so I was so wanting to shit on people, I didn't even prioritize my own. I, I you know, I, I actually became my own liability. I wanted to shit on people so bad, I became my own liability because I did. I, I was still living with my family. <laughs> I was still living with my family, and I was, and I didn't have my own apartment or anything like that. But let me tell you where it actually went wrong. Wrong. You know, once you got a car like that, you start getting attention of some women. <laughs> You start getting the attention of some women. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got some attention of some women. So I went and picked this girl up. You know what I'm saying? You know me being a little flossy. I felt like I was I was humble but flossy at the same time because I wanted the motherfucker to. So I used to park way in the boondocks because when I'm walking a girl to the car, I want her to be able to see it. See that motherfucking candy apple red glossing and shit. I want her to be able to see that shit and her to recognize who the fuck car that is. That's my shit, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's my shit fuck is you talking about that's mine i want her to be able to see it and be her to be able to be like oh oh is that yours you know what i mean so this is where it went wrong i end up taking that girl out on a date right i went on take i end up taking her out on a date so it was going smoothly right it was going smoothly the whole time until it was time for her now this girl has her own house she has her own house she has her own shit so and me and her we don't already have interactions together if you guys, if you know what I mean, we don't already had interactions together and we always did it at her house. So I was like, I thought it, I thought this was going to be no exception because you know what I mean? So she was just like, 
she just she just threw a fender bender in there and it, and it kind of caught me off course it kind of got me off course and she said i want to go to your house i was like oh <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> i never told her where i lived i didn't think it was important because she had her own shit so she wanted she changed her mind in that moment she's like no i want to go to your house i want to see what you, what you got going on i want to go to your house i want to chill with you whatever see what your circumstances are and stuff like that i was like Rrr. oh no 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 not in my house <laughs> the kids ever told not in my house because <laughs> my house is not my house <laughs> So, I played it off. I played, If I would have thought right, I would have just bought money for a hotel. But I didn't want to fake it. And, like, I didn't have nothing going. Well, I really didn't have no sustainability at that crib that I was living at. So, I didn't want to fake it. I said, fuck this. You know what? I'm going to stand tall. I'm going I'm to I'm stand tall in this moment. And I'm going to just take her. So, I pulled up to my motherfucking people house. <laughs> house and luckily for me there was no cars in the driveway because my people they got two separate they had two separate cars at the time so when i pulled i was so i was sweating bullets pulling up in the drive sweating bullets um about to get ready to turn the corner <laughs> i was sweating bullets she was vibing out listening to the music got the cool ac blowing on her hair blowing in the ac and shit i'm looking at her on the passenger side i'm like man i'm doing this shit <laughs> man i'm doing this shit bro <laughs> I was feeling myself, dog, but this way it came to this way it all came to a stop. I pulled up, nobody was in the driveway, so I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So nobody's home. So I got out and I'm pimping up in the motherfucker. And I parked in the parking spot that my people always usually park in because I thought that my people was at work or whatever like that, and it didn't, and they wasn't. So they end up um, pulling up right behind me. <laughs> Before I could even go inside, <laughs> they end up pulling right behind me and said, "Why are you parked in my handicap? Not handicap, but why are you parked in my spot?" <laughs> she looked, man, the look that she looked at me with. <laughs> she looked at me and said, "Her spot, her spot, why her spot? This ain't your house." <laughs> She said it right then and there in front of my people. It was so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Get back in the car. She's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This is your people. You live with your people. <laughs> I wish I could make this up, guys. She was like, you live with your people? I was like, man, it ain't even like that. So you know how my bank account set up, right? <laughs> My checkers don't don't, 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 don't don't go to my savings the way it should. And my savings don't go into my checkers the way it should. Every time I transfer, the money gets depleted into an offset account, an offshore account. And, I came, and I'm not able, able to have access to it until like another week. So when I get that and have access to that money, I'm um, get it back into my checkers account and I'm going to get my own spot. She was like, man, you don't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she said, take me home, motherfucker, right now. I was like, whoa. And my people was right there in the bar. They waiting to get in their spot. They didn't give a fuck what I had going on. They wanted me to move out their spot so they can pull in. So, <laughs> let's just say here <laughs> that I was faking it 
till I actually made it. And I actually had some credibility, but the only thing, if I would have smartened up in that situation, I would have just knew not to take girls to my fucking house. But me trying to stand on, to, start, trying to stand on a foundation that already was rocky from the start. I, all the thing, only thing I had to do was be real from the start. You know what I'm saying? But getting that car, I was already out of my own league because if I would have prioritized my situation a lot more the way I really, really wanted to, I would have just got me a car that was reasonable and I could, I could actually afford. And, and 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 get my own spot and stuff like that. So now looking back on it in hindsight, that's the only regret that I had about that actually going out there trying to keep up with the Joneses when I ain't have Joneses money. You know what I'm saying? I was I was I went and got a car that I could barely afford only because I was try I was so I was so indulged in the fact of wanting to shit on people when actually I was only shitting on myself. So guys, honestly, if you out there if you out there and you trying to fake it till you making it, just be real, man. Be real with yourself. Like I don't, I, I'm not gonna tell you how to how to maneuver on people, manipulate people, and all the stuff. I'm gonna leave that to you. But if you if you out there trying to shit on people, man, make sure you don't shit on yourself first. <laughs> you don't have crappy draws out there trying to shit on yourself and stuff like that. And be real with yourself, man. Be real with the women, fellas. Be real with the women. If that's who you are, ladies, you too. You can take some lessons from this shit too if you're listening. So so therefore you don't end up like me. But actually it made me a better person that i am now and it makes for good entertainment now today that's why i'm able to be so transparent and tell you guys about that situation so guys <laughs> that's the series joke of the week thank you so much for listening and when i come back i got the dessert topping of the day <laughs> guys don't end up like me i'm so serious about that guys I'll, I'll be back with you momentarily Hello guys, welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast. You know I couldn't let you guys leave without the dessert topping of the day. Now guys, the dessert topping for this week is, you're a part of their strolls, but you're not a part of their cliques. And you not being a part of their cliques is killing you. Now, we have a lot of people out there on social media, and I like to relate this to social media because everyone has one these days, so I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening to this at this moment can relate. Um... We have a lot of people out there that's that's mad at people for not giving them a click on a social media page. Now, it's certain social media websites where people can um, actually watch your content, but they but it doesn't count as a click until they actually click on you until they actually click on your video until they actually click on your on, on your page or something like that. But. They can watch you and they can still be entertained by you as long as you're a part of their strolls. Like they going, you going up and down. As long as you're a part of the strolls and they press sound, they can still hear you. They can still see the importance of your message. They can see your content. They can whether your video makes them laugh or whatever like that. But these people are so spiteful because they're watching you, but they don't want to announce their presence. They'll just keep binge watching your content without actually giving you the satisfaction of giving the click and you and you not getting that click from them is actually killing you it may be some people out there and i'm gonna give you another example it may be some people out there that have more followers than you maybe your sister maybe your brother maybe your best friend maybe your family one of your family members or something like that extended loved ones and you constantly comparing yourself to them and you constantly getting mad you trying to crack the da vinci code on trying to figure out how in the world do they have more followers than you do 
you can't you can't worry about that everybody has their own like everyone has different personalities and everybody's road is a little bit different maybe they took the road less travel maybe they maybe maybe it's going to take a little bit longer for your um road less travel to become a main intersection when it comes to the traffic so you got to just keep pointing to your creativity i know it gets frustrating here and there because you may want the world or you may want your community to realize who you are as a person or whatever you want to you may want to get a lot of followers so you can get some clout for the right reasons but if your stuff is really authentic if your stuff is really true to who you are you're going to keep creating no matter what because um it's a guy that i met one time i had went to a um an art show a few years ago i went to an art show a few years ago and um he it's this it's this art it's this guy that did a lot of paintings right and um he had a painting of sade and sade had like a like a um what are those things called man i can't even think of it right now it's like a, a time guy was a time load it's a time capsule you know the things when you flip it and the dust goes inside the gla- hourglass thank you i just thought about it <laughs> he had an hourglass inside the painting along um along with sade and um and basically i asked him what was the inspiration behind not that exactly that that exact portrait once i got in the conversation with the guy like i asked him what was his inspiration behind a lot of his paintings and stuff like that we said well one of his main inspirations is he just has to know that he has to keep creating and once he knows that he put his stuff on display he has to come to the grips with a lot of his stuff may not even sell so guys um at that art show it was a lot of people that walked by and seen that his painting was there, but they didn't as a, but I was one of the few people that actually stopped by to actually have a conversation with the guy. So I was an actual click and I wasn't a part and I wasn't a stroll. A lot of people was strolls. They seen that it was there. They was actually seeing that and they able to make up inside their mind that, uh, what that painting actually meant. They seen who it was, but they didn't stop and talk to the guy to see what his inspiration was, to see what it actually meant, to see what was his motive behind creating that piece. So guys, you have to understand that you're going to be a part of a lot of people's strolls and a lot of people are not going to be a part of their, and you're not going to be a part of a lot of people's clicks. Understand that. Understand that. But you have to, you can't let that deter. You got to keep going and you got to keep um, creating because if you're creating for the right reasons and for genuine reasons, it's going to keep pouring out of you. You got to keep finding that isolation. You got to keep finding that comfortability within yourself to where this stuff does not make you mad because you're going to find, you're going to have more moments in your life to where this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's going to be this. You're going to have, you're going to come into more moments in your life to where you feel like, man, that I, I was mad about that. And, and also understand this when those people those people just because you're not a part of their clicks at this moment doesn't mean you're not going to be a part of their clicks later like on my social media on my instagram they got 140 followers um i lost like three followers at one time sometimes they come in a domino effect sometimes i lose five sometimes i lose two sometimes i lose one but i also noticed that when i lose one of those followers I gained more back than I had actually, um, the, the people who actually, um, unfollowed me, I gained more back. So I don't even worry. And to be honest with you, I don't even worry about that type of stuff, to be honest, like to be, cause I'm too busy trying to create more content for myself and you guys to be entertained by whether it's, whether you click on it or whether you just stroll past it, it doesn't matter because it, 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 it I come to grips in my mind that it's going to be something I'm satisfied with this wholeheartedly. So if nobody sees it, 
I'm, I'm okay with that because I've already fell in love with what it is that I I want to introduce to the world. And the only thing I do is put the um, put the uh, content out there for the world to enjoy. So if you click on it or if you scroll past it, it's still satisfied to me. And it's a lot of people and it's a lot of us out there. We don't feel that way because we want people to we want to be noticed by everybody. What do you want the attention for? Ask yourself that question. What do you want the attention for? Why does the attention matter to you so much? And if the attention matters to you in a good way, then that's going to automatically make you want to do it even more authentically. Because when you do get that attention that you long for, you're going to be getting it for the right reasons. And you're going to know how to parlay that into something more special. But if you ask asking for this attention for the wrong reason, use this downtime that you don't have a lot of followers and you don't have a lot of people that's following behind what you do or watching your content but not giving you the satisfaction of giving you a click like use this time to really really cultivate your craft to make um to make your craft turn into a monument you know what i mean like because when that attention do come to you you have it exactly the way that you want it so you don't have to really be worried about why all these people are not doing this and doing that once once they come you're able to keep them. You know what I mean? You're able to keep them because they're going to fall in love with what it is that you have to offer because you spent so much sweat equity into what it is that you got to offer to the world. And now that they are clicking on you, they're not going to unclick. They become addicted to what they did, what it is, your content that it is they have to offer. And you spill and you um, build another special bond opposed to everybody else who's just doing it just for the clicks, but they ain't got nothing to keep people there. So attention is diversified. And it's a it's a it's a spur of the moment thing with a lot of people and a lot of people um, just are scattered around. They have scattered thoughts and they um, and their attention spans are at a lot all time high, like as far as like content and um, people um, going somewhere else to be entertained by other things. But when that person clicks on your page or, they, or if you make it past your scrolls and if they continuously making it past the scrolls just because you don't know about it doesn't mean that they're not watching and keeping tabs on you so you don't have everybody's not going to announce their presence a lot of people don't want to know want, don't want you to know that they're watching you on a consistent basis they don't want you to know but that's not your problem you just keep creating you keep doing what you do because if your if your content is genuine they're going to announce their presence want maybe they're trying to get comfortable with who they are and and what they could put out there so you never know who you inspiring so don't be mad just because everybody's not not announcing their presence so just because you're not a part of their clicks doesn't mean you're not a part of their strolls and it could be for bad reasons it could be for good reasons whatever it is you make you make it uh, you come one with that decision in your mind and and live with that and be okay with that okay guys that was the dessert topping of the week. Hopefully that did. So hopefully that uh, gave you the nourishment that you need for the week. Guys, thank you once again. We're on episode number nine next week. We're on episode number 10. Guys, I'm on my 10th episode next week. Thank you guys once again for getting me all the way here for continuing to click on on, on Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. I appreciate you guys. I know you guys are so sick and tired. If you hear me consistently, you guys are so sick and tired of me saying thank you to everybody. But you guys say thanks. You got to say thanks to a lot of stuff, man, because you guys are the reason for my season along with God, of course, obviously. But you guys are the battery in the back. You're making you're making this possible because I put the content out there, but you guys bring it to life. I keep saying it all the time, but oh, well, you'll get used to it. OK, guys, you guys know how I end every podcast each and every week. If you listen to me consistently, you ready to say it with me? I don't know. Hope you're ready to say it with me. You ready? 
If you ever hear your stomach growl because you're hungry, and if you're looking for somewhere to put some food in your stomach, make a pit stop here at the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast, because I got some more food for you. And that includes leftovers. Don't forget to leave a tip. Bon appetit. <laughs> There's your dessert. All right, guys. I'll see you guys again next week for episode number 10. All right, guys. Thank you so much.